Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Your long national nightmare is over. After 600-plus days of futility, the Cleveland Browns are back in the winner's column, and the only reason they're there is because Tyrod Taylor got hurt and Baker Mayfield came in with about a minute left in the first half and took over this game, which leaves me with an unbelievable question that I have to ask. Do you have to fire Hugh Jackson for being so dumb that he didn't have Baker Mayfield starting from week one? I don't claim to be an X's and O's expert. Rarely, if ever, will you hear me start off this show by saying, hey, let's discuss the breakdown of where the the defense was on this play. Let's talk about schematic advantages and disadvantages. But if you watched last night's game, and you couldn't immediately tell a difference in how much better Baker Mayfield was than Tyrod Taylor, I would suggest you have no business watching football at all. And if you or I could tell how much better Baker Mayfield was than Tyrod Taylor, almost instantaneously, how much more crisp his passes were, how much more rapid his reads were, how much more 
the team seemed to believe in Baker Mayfield than they did Tyrod Taylor. How in the world could you ever make the decision not to play your number one overall draft pick in this game? I'm not sure that we are ever, ever going to see Tyrod Taylor on the field again. And unbelievably, as much fun and as entertaining as this game was, Hugh Jackson still said he doesn't know who he's going to start next week. I'm sorry. If I'm Jimmy Haslam, that's enough for me to fire Hugh Jackson right now. Coming into this game, the guy was 1-32-1. and and That suggests maybe he's not that great of a coach. Seeing what happened when Baker Mayfield actually came into the game convinces me beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hugh Jackson is not my guy because he's watched these two quarterbacks in practice and he's thought to himself, this is clearly Tyrod Taylor's job. We don't even need to see Baker Mayfield run with the ones. It makes no sense. If Tyrod Taylor doesn't get a concussion last night, the Browns lose by double digits. Instead, Tyrod Taylor gets knocked out of the game at that point in time, it's 14 nothing, Jets. From that moment forward, the Browns outscore the Jets 21-3 with Baker Mayfield as quarterback. Unbelievably, Hugh Jackson was asked after the game, who's your starter next week? And he said he wasn't sure. This is unacceptable. Here's that quote. Obviously, I like to watch the tape. Obviously, Baker did some great things. I mean, again, we don't play until next Sunday. We got some days. Let's not get into those debates tonight. You know, obviously, uh, what he did tonight was outstanding uh, for the football team and for his teammates and just the way he competed. Uh, but I'm get, uh, again, I have to watch the tape, and, uh, and we'll go from there. I don't think you need to watch the tape, Hugh. Were you standing on the sideline? Did you see the rough uh, stats of this game? Did you see how much better your team played the moment that Baker Mayfield came into this game? I'm all for fair competitions. I'm all for even analysis of the quarterback position. This ain't that. Baker Mayfield's a lot better than Tyrod Taylor. And we know Tyrod Taylor's ceiling is nowhere near Baker Mayfield's. Here's what happened last night. The raw stats. Tyrod Taylor in one half of football. Four of 14 for 19 yards passing, an average of 1.4 yards per pass attempt. Baker Mayfield came in 17 of 23, and by the way, 17 of 23 with at least three drops that I remember where he put the ball exactly where it needed to be. 201 yards passing, an average of 8.7 yards per completion, and a quarterback rating that tripled Tyrod Taylor. If Baker Mayfield is capable of doing that in the first half he ever plays, how much higher is his ceiling than Tyrod Taylor, who's been playing in the NFL for years? Baker Mayfield looked phenomenal last night. Even if the Browns had lost, I think there would have been reason for optimism. This is the craziest thing I've heard a head coach say in a long time, that Hugh Jackson isn't sure who his starter is going to be. If you did not listen to this game, if you did not watch this game, If you at halftime were like, you know what, I'm going to bed. This has been awful. You missed an incredible second half. My guy Danny G put together a collage of the best plays and the best audio from last night's Cleveland Browns win, and it sounds a little something like this. Well, Baker Mayfield, here you go. Just the way you like it. Center stage, national TV. 
Down 14-0, a minute 42 in the half. The loudest cheer of the night is happening right now, and number six is ready to go. Callaway goes out wide to the left. Three receivers near side of the right. Baker's got Duke Johnson on his left hip. Treader will snap it back. First and ten. Mayfield's got it. Baker back. Baker looking. Baker loads. He throws. Landry got it. He's at the 45. He's at the 48-yard line. And that ball had a lot of mustard on it. Well, he completed his first pass as a pro. The Browns can tie if they get the two. And Joku goes out wide to the right. Callaway near side of the left. Higgins and Landry are in tighter on the right side. And Joku motions. The running back is Duke Johnson. And Mayfield is in a pistol formation right now. And now he's running away from center. And the snap goes to Duke Johnson. Then they flip it around. Then they throw it. And Mayfield caught it! <laughs> it's the Philly special Cleveland style. David and Joku. And we're tied at 14. And with great pride, I say the Browns are in victory formation. Baker Mayfield takes a knee. Count it down, everybody. The Browns are winners tonight. And the drought is over. Led by the number one overall draft choice, Baker Mayfield. They come back and win over the Jets. 21-17. Hallelujah. Dilly dilly to the Cleveland fans. That's, yeah. you know, comes with it, but um, it's it's not the only win we're going to celebrate. You know, it's, it's a building block for us. Uh, did some good things, but there's still a lot we can work on. And that's the great part about it. We're, we're nowhere near where we want to be, but we're in a good spot right now to, you know, build a foundation and keep going. If the Browns win, then we'll have a nice Thursday night storyline of, hey, the Browns won a football game. They don't suck anymore as bad, at least as we thought they were. They're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. That storyline will cover and lead into Friday, and I guarantee you it's how we will open our show. There you go. Danny G with an epic mix for Browns fans and NFL fans and sports fans in general. Well done. But I want to circle back around. First of all, good thing Baker Mayfield's not cocky because if you didn't know any better, you'd think this win might go to his head. Good thing we know that he's not exactly going to let this go to his head, not going to be a cocky kind of guy. But I circle back around. I want to bring in the crew. Is this the dumbest thing you've ever heard a head coach say that he did not immediately say, you know what, it looks like Baker Mayfield's our guy going forward. You haven't won a game in 635 days. You hand the ball to a guy down 14 nothing, and then he outscores the opponent 21-3. to I thought there were a couple of things that stood out. One, Baker Mayfield was throwing lasers. The ball jumped out of his hand last night. I mean, they were absolute lasers. He looked a lot like Drew Brees in the way that he was making immediate reads and how quickly he was gunning the ball around the field. Second, with the, uh, with the Browns down 17-14, they had a totally unnecessary penalty as they went in for the score to take the lead. Block in the back. Guy was nowhere near the ball. It was a quintessential Browns play. 
the kind of play the Browns have been making for the last 635 days that have cost them the game. If you were watching this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Blocking the back on a touchdown play. Moves the Browns all the way back to like the 23-yard line or something like that. Next play, boom, Baker Mayfield with a rope for like 15-yard gain. Um, And from that point forward, it was like, okay, Baker Mayfield's not going to let this team lose. I felt it. The stadium felt it. The Cleveland Browns felt it. Baker Mayfield has to be your quarterback from this point forward as long as he's healthy. Danny G, are you with me? Clay, as an Oakland Raiders fan, I am with Hugh Jackson here. He is a genius. Tyrod (laughs) Taylor should get the start in Oakland next week. Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) Good job, Hugh. Is that the most unbelievable thing? Of course. First of all, the fact that you can be paid (laughs) millions of dollars to make decisions on a football field and not see how much better Baker Mayfield makes this team than Tyrod Taylor is to me, grounds to fire a coach. If going 1-32-1 and 32 and one was not grounds to fire you, Hugh Jackson has been watching these two guys perform for months, and he has said, you know what, this isn't close. Tyrod Taylor is my guy. It's one of the most nonsensical, completely indefensible decisions that I have ever seen. Well, uh, have you, have you, yeah. I'm sorry, really quick, have you seen what Browns fans have been tweeting overnight they just say it's a respect thing that he doesn't want to diss Tyrod Taylor, so that's why he said what he said. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't understand that at all. I mean, Tyrod Taylor is a grown man. I mean, Tyrod Taylor can look when he's when he actually starts to feel better at the overall uh, stat line and be like, you know what, I lost my job. I mean, I don't understand how you could be unclear about that. Um, and again, even that quote doesn't change the fact that he's been in practice for months and somehow thought Tyrod Taylor was better. I mean, look. Look at the crispness with which Baker Mayfield was rifling those passes and how rapidly he was making decisions on the field. That was otherworldly how well he was seeing the field. Now, I'm sure there are flaws in Baker Mayfield's game, just like there are flaws in every NFL quarterback's game that defenses will do a better job of exploiting. Uh, in the weeks and months ahead. But there's not a similarity at all between these two guys as even kind of remotely similar quarterbacks. And you could see that the team, it felt like it. You know, the, the, the wide receivers seemed to be playing with a higher caliber of gear when Baker Mayfield was out there because they were like, okay, here we go. The ball's going to come to us now. And they made some great catches. That Jarvis Landry catch to go down to the one-yard line was phenomenal. It's also a spectacular throw. Uh, what about you, Eddie Garcia? Any doubt that Baker Mayfield is uh, this is his job, and any argument to the contrary is insane? Of, of course not. This is yes, <laughs> by all means. He, it, it was such a night and day difference in the way that offense moved and the way the whole team responded. As you just said, uh, it was so clear that game was a snoozer until Baker Mayfield got in the game and, and brought some life to it and hit some passes, and just completely turn the game around. Are you with me that it's impossible for you to understand how a guy who is a football genius, you know, there are a lot of football geniuses out there, but Hugh Jackson is specifically renowned for his offensive play calling ingenuity and his ability to create mismatches and all these things on the offensive side of the ball. It's not as if he's a defensive head coach. 
How could someone like that have spent months watching these two guys play quarterback and not immediately see that Baker Mayfield offered more upside? I mean, how is Baker Mayfield not the starter from week one? Well, my only guess is maybe it was an organizational thing that they wanted the veteran quarterback to start the season, and then when they felt it was the appropriate time to put Baker Mayfield in, they didn't want to rush him maybe, you know, that kind of a thing. That's the only explanation you could think about it because they did bring Tyrod Taylor in to, you know, kind of be the veteran presence and see what he could do, but I think we've seen what he could do. He was horrible against Pittsburgh. He was horrible in this game. You know, he did okay against the Saints, but... Uh, you know, look, I think you got to put Baker Mayfield in. The upside is there. He's going to have his struggles, of course, here and there, but just it's he's just a better passer. That's all there is to it. It's also, I mean, just honestly, if you're Hugh Jackson, the best way to preserve your job for another season is to start a rookie quarterback. So it's not even an intelligent decision from the perspective of what makes his job more secure because rookie quarterbacks always bring with them a high degree of excitement among a fan base because the hope is, okay, this guy can be really good. Now, Baker Mayfield in the half he played last night was completely off the charts. I'm sure he will have many ups and downs. But if I'm a Browns fan, this is the most optimistic I have been in maybe 20 years. I mean, I don't know that they've ever had a quarterback who was this electric at this point in time. Uh, certainly not a young quarterback. Uh, what about you, Dub? You're uh, down in Nashville uh, fielding phone calls. You watch this and you think to yourself, my God, what was Hugh Jackson thinking? I mean, yeah, you don't need to be Bill Walsh to see that Baker Mayfield was the better quarterback here. I mean, the ball came out different, his teammates reacted different, and the the crowd reacted different. Roberto, give me a spin zone. What in the world could Hugh Jackson have been thinking? Uh, I agree with them. Um, I think he's got to go with Tyrod Taylor because he's playing the Raiders next. <laughs> you Raiders fans. Uh, but yeah. I, 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 uh, I believe I was correct, right, in the over-under over, over under, uh, oh, yeah. starts. Okay, uh, so Clay, Mayfield. I took the Browns, Roberto, and Dub also took the Browns, so golf claps for you guys. You took the under, Clay, because you, you said you didn't feel comfortable yet picking the Browns. You were rooting for them, though, because you were sick of them losing. Yeah, I took the under in this game, and that would have cashed with ease. And honestly, I took the Jets in this game plus three or plus three and a half, depending on what you got, because I didn't think the Jets could score. I mean, the, the Browns could score a lot of points. I was right. If Tyrod Taylor doesn't get a concussion, I think the Browns lose by double digits. But I didn't factor in how much better Baker Mayfield was than Tyrod Taylor. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here we now are with Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National Columnist. And I know you were at the Conor McGregor press conference yesterday, and we're going to get to that. But the first question has to be, what in the world has Hugh Jackson been seeing that he thought Tyrod Taylor was better than Baker Mayfield? Tyrod Taylor must be the greatest practice player <laughs> of all I've time. Ever seen. I have no idea. I was watching that thing. I mean, he was so bad in the first half, as was the Cleveland line. I mean, everything. But, it, like, the zip on the ball, the accuracy, everything. Once Mayfield came in, it was just like, boom. I mean, like, Tom Brady got his start this way. The Jets knocked Drew Bledsoe out of the game, and Brady came in, and he started playing, and he never gave up the job. But that was Drew Bledsoe. He was a good quarterback. He was an excellent quarterback. He just wasn't Tom Brady. This was just like, forget it. Now, I say all that with the caveats. I mean, you know, Mayfield's the, the two weeks ago, Sam Darnold was the star of the thing, and now he's already forgotten. So we'll see. He's going to have some growing pains. And if Cleveland had a kicker, they'd be 3-0 and right now. 
and and Taylor would have had won those first two games. He would have been a hero. So we'll see. But to me, it was just I mean, it was just no comparison. I don't know what they're seeing, but if it wasn't for the injury, they're zero three right now. It reminds me of last year. Bill O'Brien trots out Tom Savage uh, and starts him for week one. And everybody's like, my God, this Houston Texans team is unwatchable. He then brings in Deshaun Watson, and almost immediately Deshaun Watson looks like he did in college. And everybody, you, me, who watches a lot of college football said, yeah, that's what Deshaun Watson does. He's a really good player. I feel the same way about Baker Mayfield. And this always frustrates me a little bit when it gets to be draft season. And all the people in the NFL are like, hey, you know, uh, this guy Baker Mayfield, he's a pretty good quarterback. You're like, yeah, millions of us have been watching him play. He's pretty good, you know, like, and suddenly it's as if the NFL suddenly gives their stamp of approval on him. But this is almost identical to what we saw last year. Now, Deshaun Watson obviously got hurt, but the difference between Deshaun Watson and Tom Savage was seismic the moment we flipped on the light switch and they started playing. The same thing seems to be true of Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor. I just don't understand how this happens. How guys who sit around all day watching every throw, every hour can be this wrong? Well, I think what you saw is clearly like just talent with those two guys. Like there's more, they have more talent and greater upside. Um, The thing I love about Mayfield, and you saw it last night, and this is my number one thing in young quarterbacks, is accuracy. Yep. If you don't come into the NFL with an accurate arm, you're done. I don't. I just. I've always been baffled that these guys. Well, he's got a strong arm. It's just not accurate. If it isn't accurate, it's getting picked off. Like you, it doesn't get easier to throw the ball in the NFL. It gets harder. So Mayfield, I think, was over seventy percent completion. And you can sit there and say, "Well, it's the Oklahoma offense and all that." That's fine. We've had plenty of Oklahoma busts, but I love his accuracy. And he comes in, bang! You could just see the talent. You could see the pop. It's a better pitcher. It's just a. Everything you've got. Now, look, you know, Mahomes sat for a year. You know, Rodgers, all these guys. Now, they sat behind really good quarterbacks. Tyrod wasn't necessarily doing the worst job in the first two games. Again, if Cleveland has a kicker, they're 2-0. and They're 2-0 and going into last night. But so maybe there's something to just say, we know Mayfield was more talented, but we just felt – that Tyrod was better, and I guess you can go with that. But at some point, you've got to get your talent on the field as fast as possible. And I don't think there's any doubt that the guys in the locker room know who's more talented. And so you saw when Mayfield got in that field, at least just, I mean, look, I'm just watching on TV and not paying the the attention these coaches are, but you saw everybody on the field all of a sudden pick up their game. The offensive line was better, the running backs are better, the receiver, everyone was better. And boom, here's this big night. So pretty exciting to see. And I, I hope what we saw from Mayfield is what we're going to see from Mayfield. It, and, and it's not just, hey, he had one big night against the Jets. Because I really love this young crop of quarterbacks that are coming in the league, you know, in these last two, three years from kind of Mariota, Mariota down to these guys. It's a nice – there's a lot of potentially good quarterbacks. And this league is desperate for quarterbacks because – it's only so much longer they can keep trotting Brady out there and Rodgers so, and Breeze. So it's desperate for this crew, and this crew looks more capable of being big-time stars than that kind of mid-age group of, like, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, that kind of group. that They can throw it, but they never really quite – I mean, Ryan made a Super Bowl, but I just, I'm excited about these young quarterbacks, and Mayfield showed me something last night. It was like, all right, this could be really interesting. He could be a really interesting player. 
We're talking to Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports National Columnist. To me, this was night and day. This was the NFL good. This was the NFL bad. The first half with with Tyrod Taylor on the field, the NFL product was almost unwatchable, right? I mean, that was an awful, yeah. awful first half. And I bet a lot of people listening to us right now just said, screw it, turned it off, went to go watch Netflix, went to watch something else. In this day and age, being entertaining matters even more. Being a guy who's the straw that stirs the drink. Baker Mayfield comes in, comes in, and I'm glad you mentioned it. You could just feel the energy pick up on the on the Cleveland Browns offense, and it reminds me of what happened at Alabama when you go from Jalen Hurts to Tua. It's just the quality of the quarterback play. Not to say Jalen Hurts is not good, but when Tua Tagovailoa comes in for Alabama, there's an electric energy to every throw he makes the field is stretched there's more possibility right the field of potential outcome in a good way expands the same thing I feel like happened with Baker Mayfield you could feel it watching it on your television I'm sure you could feel it in that stadium I certainly even imagine you could feel it in that huddle and that's what makes NFL football great is great quarterbacks right yeah absolutely yeah the potential of something exciting going on yeah the game started popping in the second the second half and it wasn't just like hey let's see uh and it wasn't just like you know all right johnny manzel's on the field who knows what the heck's going to happen um but you could just see it and look like i said earlier i think the guys on the roster know who's got more talent now they you know there may be in the debate like hey i'd rather have steadier hand and all that i mean mayfield did like <laughs> like his third drop back he fumbled and got lucky they recovered it you know, there was plenty of there's plenty of tightrope walk there, so we'll, we will see where he's at as this goes forward. But by the time you're about eight years old, I don't care what team you're on, you figure out who the good players are and who aren't the good players, and you know you're a player, and you know who can throw it better, and you know who's who who you think should start. And I, to me, that's what Cleveland's players were saying last night. I mean, that was a, that really was a dreadful game, not just because Tyrod Taylor wasn't playing very well, but like every dumb penalty, every <laughs> ridiculously bad idea from the Jets, too. I mean, the Jets blew this game. Just ridiculous. I mean, you know, unsportsmanlike penalties, the stupidest late hits you've ever seen, things like that. It just gave Cleveland life when they shouldn't have had it. Um, you know, it was, it was all there. It was, it, was a, it was two bad football teams playing, and then, bang, here comes Baker Mayfield. So, like I said, I – have been worried i mean i don't know about worried is the word but i've been i thought man the nfl has really got a, a dearth of interesting quarterbacks and now i just feel like this young crop of, of guys three you know three, four years and under in the league and we'll see what these uh, these other rookies do but man there's some really good quarterbacks potentially that are getting going and that excites me because that like i said you know the stafford kind of Stafford Ryan group just isn't interesting. And these guys, the older guys were Manning and Favre and all them, Brady. Now maybe these young guys are going to have a wild duel. It, it could be pretty fun. Uh, tell me about quickly here what happened with Connor McGregor. I feel like this is going to get snowed under as we move into NFL and college football games. But Connor McGregor is back for the UFC, a six fight deal. You were there watching it live. What happened? Well, they had a press conference. going to fight. Uh, uh, Khabib next uh, Saturday night. It'll probably be the richest pay-per-view fight the UFC's ever had. Obviously, a lot of excitement to have Conor McGregor back. Uh, he's a bigger star now than when he left because of the Mayweather fight. Uh, and Khabib is a is a, a just a violent, 
vicious fighter will be the favorite in this fight. McGregor's got his hands full here. Um, and they just had, uh, they had one off press conference in Radio City yesterday in New York. And, uh, McGregor was just, you know, his typical wild self. But the interesting thing to me about this is he has a genuine hatred here. It's not, I've seen, I've covered a lot of McGregor fights and a lot of McGregor press conferences and it's, it's entertaining, but it's like manufactured. Like he never hated Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd Mayweather never hated Conor McGregor. They were like, dude, let's do this. We're going to make $100 million each. This is great. Call me any name in the book. I don't care. I'm going to make this much money. We're going to have a little boxing match. Nate Diaz, Eddie Alvarez, he never really hated those guys. He hates this guy. I mean, it was tense. I, I was stunned at how tense it was and how concerned Dana White was that this was all hell was going to break loose. They didn't let fans into the press conference like they usually do to try to tamper it down. They had about uh, they had about six uniformed NYPD just right around the stage, and had a million other security. Like it was like nobody knew what the hell was going to happen during this press conference, and Connor was just going bananas on it. So it's going to be next week is going to be wild, and the fight is going to be wild, and it's going to be you know it, it'll be a two million plus pay per view buy and a huge huge night for the UFC. Guess what I'm doing? Watching that fight because of the the, the, the brawl that Conor McGregor got into. Best uh, marketing ploy he could have made. Uh, Dan Wetzel, appreciate the time, my man. Go follow Dan Wetzel at Dan Wetzel on Twitter. Read his uh, column at uh, Yahoo Sports. Thank him for coming on. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I teased it as I was going to break. I'll give you all my gambling picks at the end of hour three, but I got a great Friday party parlay for you. FAU-UCF, the over tonight. All these games are taking place tonight. I've got the Fighting Illini, around a four-touchdown underdog, plus 28 against Penn State, and I've got Washington State going on the road against USC, plus four and a half tonight. All three of those games are going to hit. It's a Friday party parlay. Uh, I've also been teasing this for a little while. It's time for the Animal Thunderdome. Cue the music, boys. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. We had Animal Thunderdome intersecting with Thursday Night Football last night. I saw this video. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. There was a possum loose in the Cleveland Browns stadium, and a Browns fan just picked it up by its tail and put it into a box, and they carried it out of the stadium. I, how does a possum get into the Browns stadium and nobody notices? <laughs> yeah, they're calling it the victory possum the rally possum yeah it sparked the browns inside first energy stadium a browns fan wearing a number 99 jersey caught this guy by his tail he's seen holding it up as another man rushes a cardboard box over the guy with the box he looks nervous but number 99 motions with his hands like yo i got this and on twitter it blew up just a regular night in rural Ohio, a Browns fan posted on Twitter. Another one said, Browns fans are going to smuggle in a possum to every home game now. The Browns' official Twitter account even gave a shout-out to the victory possum. Rally possum, victory possum. All right, what else we got? All right, have you ever seen a, a camel on the loose running no. over people? 
No. This headline says, Spooked Camel Runs Amuck at Pittsburgh Circus, Injuring Seven People. Clay, I thought circuses were like a thing of the past, that a lot of them were being banned or some states don't even allow them anymore. But uh, apparently in Pittsburgh, the show goes on. Seven people, including several children, were injured when a spooked camel began bucking wildly during the circus show. Two, oh, we have audio? You could, yeah, you can hear the screaming there. Two children and an adult were riding the camel at the Shrine Circus this past Sunday. The animal got startled and ran crazy through the wait, crowd. Wait, wait, wait. There were kids on the camel when it started to run yes. crazily around? Yes. Uh, the oh, hand- my God. <laughs> the handler put the two kids up to ride this nice camel. Something spooked it. The kids were bucked off. The handler tried to get on the camel. And this video, you see the handler just being thrown around like a rag doll on the side of the camel. One child's arm was broken. And uh, another five children and one adult were immediately taken What's to the hospital. What's you just bringing in awful kid animal Thunderdome stories? Well, it's like 90% <laughs> of your died. stories have kid victims. <laughs> no one died. With the animal Thunderdome here. <laughs> Am I wrong about this? Or is Danny G like just got such a dark heart? Every animal, like there's all these people uh-huh. getting killed who were adults and you're always bringing in the young kids getting mauled by uh-huh. uh, camels. By the way, this is a good time to point out that we're going to have a special for you to listen to over the weekend. Thank you to all our millions of podcasters. We're going to have a special Animal Thunderdome Greatest Bites edition where from the past few months we've compiled all of the very best Animal Thunderdomes and we're going to string them together. If you're a subscriber, it'll come right to your download. So over the but weekend... But that's pretty cool. Yeah, if yeah. you're out dra- traveling around or you need something to be entertained by and you're like, uh, I want to just hear Clay and the crew talk about animals attacking humans or vice versa. We have now a best of... How long is that? So it's it's not... I'm not finished with it yet. I'm going to continue working on it when I do the, the three hours of post-production after our show ends. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be about 35 minutes long. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I am an equal opportunity guy when it comes to making you a lot of money, and that's what I'm trying to do right now. Cue the music, boys. Final segment of the week. During football season, it's always the same. It's time for the Blood Bank Guarantee and the Outkick Gambling Picks. Guess who's back? It's time. AKA Mr. Make It Rain on the move. For Clay Travis to make us rich. I'm rich. Including the legendary, famous, well known talk of the town, most celebrated. I'd buy that for a dollar. Blood Bank Guarantee. All right. My book is out on Tuesday. So far, the picks have gone 58% winners on the season so far. You've made money if you bet them all. Go buy my new book, $17 on Amazon right now, $20. I read all nine hours, the audio book, Republicans Buy Sneakers 2. Paul Paps, they're up next. Many of these stations, Dan Patrick Show, just sent me an email. We just got your book in the mail. The back cover quotes are classic. Everything about this book is going to be classic. I promise you, if you like me, you will love it. If you hate me, you don't really hate me. I tantalize you. And you'll be tantalized this entire book, too. But first, let me get you rich. Got to be fast here. Get your pen ready. These are also up on OutKick.com. I got to tell you, triple parlay party, Friday night football edition. I'm on Illinois plus nearly 28 now. 
I'm on the over in FAU and UCF, and I'm on Washington State plus four and a half tonight. These are three Friday night games. Don't screw this up. My Friday night party parlay, those three games going on tonight. Can't wait till Saturday. Those games will already have been played. All right, Notre Dame at Wake Forest. Wake Forest plus seven and a half. I think Wake might win this game outright, but they're definitely going to cover the plus seven and a half. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Kentucky's better than people think. Mississippi State will have some trouble with their running game. It's going to be a touchdown game as opposed to a 10-point game. Uh, I'm not sure Kentucky wins. I don't think they will. I think State will win, but I think it'll be well under 10 points play Kentucky here. Kansas State, West Virginia. We got a Heisman Trophy campaign going on. Dana Holgerson, Will Greer, they're going to want to put up as many points as they can in this game. Had to wait two weeks. They were supposed to play NC State last week. Will Greer's fallen off the radar. Tua Tagovailoa, Haskins, everybody else is in love with the Ohio State and Alabama quarterbacks. Will Greer, five touchdown passes tomorrow. Money in the bank. They're going to cover the 14 and a half to 16. Arkansas-Auburn. My prediction for Arkansas. Payne. Auburn gave away the game against LSU late. They are going to bludgeon to death the uh, the poor Arkansas Razorbacks. Last year, Auburn won by 32 in Fayetteville. The year before, they won by 53 in Auburn. Bloodbath, they're going to win by 30 or more. Louisiana Tech, it's a trap game for LSU before they get back into the SEC coming off the big win. I like Louisiana Tech with over three touchdowns. Texas A&M, Alabama, I'm taking Bama until they don't cover. Bama, under four touchdowns. Uh, I'm still taking them, even though A&M's top 25 team. UConn, Syracuse, all Dino Babers does is cover. Syracuse, going to win big, put up over 50. Here's how much UConn's given up. 56, 62, and 49 to Rhode Island. They got no hope against the Cuse. Florida, Tennessee, blood bank guarantee. I gave it out to you at 49. Now it's all the way down to 45 and a half. The under is going to hit in this Florida-Tennessee game. It's going to be ugly. Felipe Franks, Jarrett Garantano, neither one of them are very good quarterbacks. It's going to be a defensive struggle. South Carolina, Vandy, the under is going to hit. Will Muschamp, Derek Mason. Uh, it's going to be a really close game there uh, in Nashville. Georgia-Mizzou, the over's hitting. A couple of stats for you. Drew Locke, unstoppable virtually. 11 touchdown passes. Eight touchdown passes, I believe, for Jake Fromm. These guys are going to go up and down the field. Lots of points raining down. Those are my gambling picks. 13 of them that I just gave you. We're going to make a lot of money. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, and Lee Bogan and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.